0: We gotta start picking stuff that's not that crappy Angels and Airways song,
1: dude. That's what I'm telling you. Is I've been asking for you guys <laughs> to help me this whole time because my taste in music is awful.
0: Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Cool beans. <clears throat> cool beans. Cool beans. Cool. Cool. Cool beans. Beans. Cool. What kind beans. Cool. Cool beans. <laughs> beans. <laughs> Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool <laughs> beans. Beans. Cool. cool beans. Magic beans. beans. Cool. Cool beans. Cool.
2: So cool.
1: Cool beans. This is the savage land. Welcome back to the Savage Land. That was burnt offering by the Budos band. We Man. Are... Yeah, bro. Dog. We're back in the uh in the Matt Cave this week for this this very ordinary episode of the Savage Land. I was going to say very special, but it's like I mean it's just like any other week. No, let's make it super extra special. It's really special. Yeah,
2: it's really special. It Crispy
1: special. Anyone who didn't show up for this episode is going to be super super bummed cuz it's it's
2: it's so special. It's it's
1: to the window to the wall guys <laughs> they're missing out on some crunchy grooves <laughs> <laughs> how you guys been this week uh who we got we got we got freaking uh right over here Matt. 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 <laughs> and rachel <laughs> and i'm jason how's it going guys
0: super <laughs> thanks for asking you're very
1: welcome <laughs> Let's start on the show. We got uh, this today, this week, this this episode. We've got our uh, our nice little catch up as ever, and then uh, and then we'll be talking about Age of Reptiles, ancient Egyptians, and uh, and then we'll get to our pitches. But uh, first, let's let's pour some ketchup on the ears. Let's start with uh, start with Rachel.
2: Um, Dobby just died. Oh,
0: <laughs> Mister Dobby, Bob Dobble, Dobby Lena. <laughs> nope.
2: No, Not that one. <laughs> no, the house elf. Don't no. be oh, the
1: house elf. Oh, th- that's such a sad scene.
2: Like, I was fine up until they're burying him and they start putting clothes on him. <laughs> and I lost my shit. Isn't
1: that the saddest thing in it the was world? so
2: sad. I,
1: I wanted to cry. That There's so many I, times that I wanted to cry in that book.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where I'm at in Harry Potter. Yeah. That shit's getting real. <laughs> but that was super sad nice i don't I didn't even really like dobby but that was sad i know
1: i know like dobby was always <laughs> one of those like characters that you're like oh yeah I'll, yeah whatever dobby you know yeah, he's he's there he's
2: always, always there to save the day and yeah you know whatever yeah and then he died he just dies it was so shitty
1: Ooh. freaking dobby
2: <laughs> yeah
1: That's great. Well, what else? What else you got?
2: Um, I started watching Scream Queens.
0: Okay. Oh, I watched that too. What's that show about?
2: It's about a sorority of Of
0: horrible, horrible girls.
2: Horrible girls girls that you just want all of them to die. Oh, really? Because they're just super bitches. Oh,
0: that's
1: that's always good.
2: But it's actually pretty funny. Like it's not really scary, but.
1: What's so so? I mean, you want them all to die, but like.
2: There's um, a killer on the loose mm-hmm. on this college campus, and whoever the killer is is wearing their mascot's uniform, oh. which is a red devil. Yeah. So nobody knows who it is. And after each episode, they kind of hint, oh, maybe this person is the killer.
0: That's true. At this point, pretty much anybody could yeah, be the killer. Yeah, anybody
2: could be the killer. Oh, well, that's always which nice. Is pretty interesting. But, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last episode. Um, with one of the most popular boys, they decide to like dress all in white and then uh-huh. they go walking down the street to back streets back.
1: Oh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> funny.
2: And then some of them get killed while it's still playing. And it was just one of the funniest. <laughs> <things ever. laughs> I really loved it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to think what else I watched. <laughs> Obviously, I watched The Flash. And yes. And- oh,
1: my gosh. Okay, let's let's talk about those for a minute.
2: Okay, because Matt doesn't care. Yeah, you know. Matt you doesn't guys, care. You
1: guys can chat all you want about <laughs> <buddy>. it. <laughs> so the Flash,
2: the Flash.
1: What were some of your favorite things out of this this new uh, the first episode of season two?
2: Um, I loved Doctor Wells uh-huh. taking the blame yeah. finally, and his dad getting released.
1: Okay, that honestly,
2: that like my jaw dropped.
1: That that moment was insane to me. I hated the payoff for that. I hated the fact that his dad gets out of prison yeah. and then he's just like, no, I'm going to take off. You yeah, can't be a hero like, with with yeah, me around.
2: I'm, I'm just going to leave.
1: Basically, what the dialogue should have said was, you can't be the archetype of a superhero with a parent that's still alive. So I'm going to bounce out of here.
2: Yeah, it would have made more sense. Like, but, God. Yeah, that's so disappointing. I know.
1: That pissed me off. It would have been so nice to just have, like, Barry's happy-ass life and, and basically just having to deal with, like, the drama of being a superhero rather than, like... The oh, I don't have parents.
2: Well, it, now we can't like really reconnect. Yeah, with his dad because he's leaving. Yeah,
1: like what the hell, man? <laughs> and and he's John Wesley Ship's freaking chin and teeth. Like I, I'm gonna miss that.
0: Yeah,
2: his
1: perfect teeth and his giant chin. <laughs> <laughs> have you just have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Just look at his face, and he's got like a chin the size of my entire head, and then his teeth are all just like perfectly whitened in line.
2: Like a pretty bold chin.
1: It really is could have made a good, like, Batman at some point if his hair was dark. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, I... And the... The end... I was really hoping that there would be more Jake Garrick, but the NTs, like, that was... Oh,
2: yeah, when he just shows up, that... Yeah, that was awesome.
1: That was a good way to kick I'm, off the season. I'm really excited. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Just I mean, because Jerry, Jake, Eric's coming in, Wally West is coming in. They have Zoom coming in, and like they've got just like a like a guy, a different guy actually doing like a voiceover, kind of like with the James Earl Jones Vader yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited for this um,
1: new season. Yeah, me too. I I can't wait. Um, and then Arrow, season four. Yes. What did you think of that episode?
2: Um, I'm glad they quickly got back to Oliver being now the green arrow. Yes. Because so, I hated the ending when they just drive off in the sunset was like, and oh, live that's... happily ever after. That was so stupid. So yeah. I'm glad everything's sort of back to normal.
1: I know. I really like, I wonder, I wonder what the deal was with that. Like, I, I wonder if this was their initial plan. You know what I, I mean? I don't
2: know. Yeah, it seems a little funky. Yeah.
1: Because it, 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 what it feels like is like a retcon. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to continue the show without him because he's going to do Ninja Turtles 2 and then like something happened and it was like, oh, never mind. Never you know? mind, we
2: have to rewrite it or yeah. something. Yeah.
1: I have no idea why they did that, but like, I mean, whatever. I think I think the direction that they're going in is fine. It, yeah. felt, it felt a little clunky for that episode. Like,
2: it, Yeah, it's a little... all. Over- it, it wasn't as good as The Flash.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know.
2: But Damien Dark Yes.
1: Every Every scene with Dum Dum Dugan was amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I love that guy, too. I like him, so. too.
1: <laughs> yeah. he he's, he's legitimately intimidating as a bad guy, and I didn't think he would be.
2: He is, and yeah, I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> like, the last time I saw him sort of play a character like that, I, I can't remember. He was in some movie as, like, a an intimidating character, but I can't even remember at this point, so it kind of it did shock me. The Dum Dum Dugan was so mystical and, you know, not Dum Dum y Yeah,
2: badass. <laughs> yeah, evil.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I think the stuff with like, I think because I, I he and Constantine have to have some type of interaction.
2: I'm so excited! I can't wait. Yeah. Like, episode four has to like get here I know. right now. <laughs> I know. The freak out.
1: I'm so stoked about that. And then I mean, I I'm I'm anxious to see what they do with bringing not only Ray Palmer back, but also Sarah Lance because they're going to be in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So I don't know what, like maybe maybe they only get brought back through going back in time or I don't I don't I, know.
2: I Yeah, I don't even know how yeah. it'll go, but I'm excited. I'm way excited cuz yeah. last season I thought was a little disappointing. It was a little rocky. So, yeah. I hope this it's a little better. Yeah.
1: The one thing I did hate was, A, most of the fight scenes, and B, Diggle's mask. Oh, god.
2: The stupid mask. So bad.
1: Like, that shield, and then it doesn't even really cover most of his face, and then, like...
2: Okay, I, I get him wanting to be anonymous, but yeah, stupid. Like, pick, they pick a different have got one. him a better, less Magneto-esque yes. helmet. Yeah,
1: like, I, I would have loved it if they had given him, like... I don't know, anything, anything, anything? really. Anything? Yeah. <laughs> anything else that didn't, because especially, it kind of looks like it smushes his face, too. You know, it makes yeah. him look very smushy.
2: Yeah, it, and it doesn't even go to his chin. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is
1: stupid. Yeah, anyway, I, I hope that, like, sometime mid-season, or even, like, next episode, his helmet gets broken and he has to get a new one. <laughs> Cisco designs him a better one or something, oh, I don't know. Oh, please,
2: Cisco help.
1: I know, he did a good job on the on the Green Arrow costume. Um And then Gotham.
2: Gotham. I started watching Gotham. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I was
0: like,
2: shocked at how good it actually was. And that kid that plays the penguin.
0: He's is, amazing. Like,
2: my favorite person.
1: I love him. Robin Lord Taylor. He was the only good part of the first season, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't watch the first season. Yeah. And I'm told that that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's you don't <laughs> necessarily need to.
2: But what I jumped into, I thought was really really awesome yeah
1: i mean if you ever want to there is some good stuff in the first season there's a lot of like the jada pinkett smith stuff you just have to push through just push through it but like the penguin stuff is all really awesome the gordon stuff is pretty good the bullock stuff is good but yeah this season i'm loving it i'm yeah. definitely loving I, it.
2: i only watched the first episode but i loved it and i'm gonna yeah. continue that's watching awesome
1: that. I'm, I'm excited for it matthew uh uh, yeah, I? you were you were zoning out uh, for that yeah, a little hey, bit hey, oh. hey, Matt,
2: it's your turn You're back.
1: Wake up I know you're surrounded by dinosaurs right now <laughs> In like what? every way just Your sorry. iPad, your TV, <laughs> and the <laughs> shelf behind you is all dinosaurs And your shirt, Jesus Christ There's it's, a lot of dinosaurs
0: There's not a dinosaur in my shirt There's, Isn't
1: there isn't that a dinosaur sitting on that guy's you head?
0: Just, it's a dude with a pig on his head You were just oh. wearing
2: another shirt
0: like, yeah, like I 10 didn't. minutes ago
1: No, I wasn't Matt changed shirts
0: Wardrobe change um, Podcast. Mm. (laughs) wake up sweetie we're grandma's
2: (laughs) wake up look at all the christmas presents you got
0: (laughs) santa came
1: (laughs) okay matt what what do you got for ketchup
0: uh yeah i haven't had a super inventful week except for uh this weekend which has been the uh star wars battlefront beta weekend Mmm, Star Wars Battlefront Beta. We all we all played that. We all played it. Yeah, uh did. I played it a whole bunch. And uh it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's super fun. It's Star Wars. The graphics are incredible. It's the the graphics gorgeous. take the cake so far, Holy I think, crap. for any any game I've seen thus far.
1: Yes. It's in it's insane how good the graphics are. And like we've been waiting, uh, well, I don't know about you but I've been waiting for ever. For this freaking game to finally come out, like ever since the original Battlefront games, for sure.
0: Oh, I dude, I've, I mean, I've I've like tried to figure out ways to port the PS2 version to my three or four, know, right? just so I can play it. Yeah. I oh man. Know. Yeah. So no, it's great. It's good that it's finally coming around and exceeding expectations. I mean, I I I, I guess there's people whining about it, but I guess that's uh, the internet it most days yeah. anyway. So yeah, it's true. The internet likes whining. <laughs> they, do, they do like whining. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of time this week to read. I get you. I, this... fin- I finished my survival class. Now I have basic self-defense knowledge. Oh, yeah? yeah. Awesome. Yep. That's pretty cool. That's always fun.
2: You should teach us.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, you should. Okay. We need some basic survival stuff. Yeah. I do especially. I don't know how to survive. Even in our own regular climate. Well,
0: it was cool. So the class was set up as like a zombie a zombie apocalypse survival class. Uh huh. But it just taught, you know, basic actual real life skills. That's cool. Using that as a uh, sort of a fun backdrop.
1: Yeah. Just basically like making it like, oh, yeah, I'm going to teach you real life skills, but it's going to be fun
0: because zombies. Mm-hmm. Is it
2: like MacGyver skills or?
0: No. I mean, I guess sort of you know you know well it's more like instead of like doing macgyver stuff after the world collapses figuring out what you need just in case it does so you're prepared uh, instead okay. of like you know trying to filter water with duct tapes and chewing gum <laughs> and a, a couple <laughs> toothpicks that's awesome <laughs> that's cool
1: survival class went well maybe we'll have to we'll have to have you impart your knowledge on us on the show sometime Sure, <laughs> or something. I don't know. We'll set up a fun segment for something because Matt's got all the, all the wildlife Matt's survival outside survival man barn. skills. <laughs> Matt's Matt's the man of the show. Animal, <laughs> animal facts or uh, yeah, how to make fire. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, that brings up some random thing, but like I, so I hadn't started a fire since like Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like however, a lot of years. Um. And the other, the other day, like, me and some friends are hanging out, and we there's like, a fire pit, and we're like, oh, we should totally start a fire. And I was like, oh, sure, yeah, let's do that. And nobody else had ever started a fire. It's so like, oh, I guess I can try. And I freaking started a fire right away, and I was so happy.
0: Yeah, hey. I hadn't
1: started a fire in forever, and I didn't use gas either
0: at all. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to. <laughs> or else you're a wiener.
1: I know, and that's what I was saying. It's like I didn't do it like a wiener would. I actually got like like paper to use as tinder and then like put the, the logs over around it like a tent and just lit the tinder on fire and let it kind of light the thin wood and then the bigger wood logs. And, you know, just freaking making it happen like a man would if good, I were good one. Good
2: job. Good job of you know, being a man. Except for, <laughs> except
1: for you used paper. I did use... Well, I mean, it wasn't, like, paper, paper. It was just, like, stuff that, like, like is, like, paper, but, like, it was, like, napkins <laughs> and stuff like that that we had laying around. we did That's still have, paper. We didn't have, like, wood chips or any, like, random little, like... Were there pine needles on the ground? No. Mm. They had no pine yeah. trees.
0: Yeah, that makes it easy. Yeah.
1: No, so I, I, I used what I had. A Boy Scout is resourceful. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess uh, since you said that was your only ketchup, I guess I'll uh, I'll I'll empty my my ketchup pouches. Dump it. Um, so I let's see. Um, oh, I finished Annihilator just um, barely. Finally. finally, I know I had that last issue to read forever. Um, really good. It ended like surprisingly touching, and at the same time, there's like an ending that Hollywood and typical media trains you to expect of it, and Grant Morrison kind of leads you to that ending, and then takes it away from you, and you're like, oh. That's actually nice that he didn't Hollywood it. You know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's, there's just, yeah, the opportunity to do that, but he doesn't. And, uh, it's apparently going to be continued in a sequel. Um, but I don't know. It was really cool. Like, just this dude creating a character that ends up coming into his own world to save his life and crazy Morrison stuff, you know? <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, got the. Uh, The new Amazing Spider-Man, the new Iron Man, and uh, the new Batman and Robin Eternal. Haven't read those yet, but I will. Probably. Someday. Someday. (laughs)
2: Someday.
0: Someday, bloody someday. Okay, well, if you wait six months... We'll read it at the same time? No, then you're fired, because why'd you buy it? Yeah, that's true.
1: I know, I won't (laughs) wait six months. I'll (laughs) I'll probably end up reading them before the next episode. Um, I'm really excited for Batman and Robin Eternal because it feels like it's returning the Bat universe to the status quo of before the new like not not before the new 52 because the Scott Snyder stuff has been really good, but like
0: Did you say Returnal?
1: No, Batman and Robin Eternal.
0: Each okay, I think. Yeah. <laughs> They're really stoked that Batman and Robin Returnal returns <laughs> them back to
1: No. Um, but no, yeah, they I mean it, it's just it feels like it's bringing it back to like the status quo of of post no man's land Batman where you had like Cassandra Kane involved and you had all the Robins and, and like just this expansive Batman universe that has really distinct characters and every, you know, even though there are four Robins at this point, they are all very distinct from each other if they're written well. Um, and so I think that this series, it's a weekly series, um, that's, that's coming out from DC now. I think it'll kind of bring back a lot of that old, really awesome stuff. Um, and I mean, Scott Snyder's involved, so that's always fun. Um, other than that, I picked up a bunch of comics. I picked up uh, the entire, almost the entire 52 run from DC from like 2003 or whatever, where basically the main superheroes survive, and you're following like the Gotham police and and random superheroes like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle as they sort of try to cope with the world going crazy. Um, really awesome. It's it's critically hailed as one of the best DC comic stories ever, and so I'm I'm looking forward to reading that finally. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's most of my catch up other than oh, I watched the Martian all the way through this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yay. There were there were a decent amount of differences in it. Um then the book. Yeah, from yeah, the book. You absolutely. know, like uh, having um the captain go out and grab him at the end instead of uh Beck. Yep. Um a lot of the the conflicts or the crises got kind of merged together and things, but that's
0: having a montage scene from him getting from the station to the the uh yeah this takeoff shuttle.
1: Like he didn't have like the car crash or anything or the storm or the storm or yeah. had to like
0: triangulate his way around it. Yeah, um, I that's was totally I enjoyed. was bummed on that because I thought that was so such a cool little clever yeah way for him. To, I mean, that's why like why the book was so cool is how Science this took dude the shit out of it. Yeah, had to figure out the craziest <laughs> things to get around stuff.
2: Yeah. I thought he had a lot more jokes in the book he than did. he did in the movie, yeah. too, which kind of disappointed me.
0: Yeah, because what was the first thing he said to Earth in the book? Um, in the book, he said, oh, shit, I can't remember. Wasn't it like, I'm fucked?
2: I'm so fucked. I'm so
1: fucked, I'm yeah. I'm so fucked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I, I liked that the first like line of, of dialogue from him after the crash was just, fuck. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice little moment. I also liked their way around all of the like limitations on how many times you can say the f word. Like when uh, uh, Vincent Kapoor is like, yeah, he just keeps telling them to go have sex with themselves, and then like yeah. the, like when he sends one of the transmissions, there's just the guy back there reading it, says um, something something f word, la 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 f word, yeah. you know, like there's a lot of clever ways of getting around the fact that he swears all the time. Yeah, because right, um, it was PG-13, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they I think they only had two uses of the f word
0: how what's what when does it go when does it get into R with how many how many times can you use that word it used to be
1: one non-sexual f-word um in a PG-13 movie now it's i think two non-sexual f-words uh-huh. um but i believe i'm not positive but i i'm pretty sure that's what it is so i think yeah, cuz i why.
0: thought it was just one so
1: yeah i always thought it was one but then they used it in this one twice so it must be two hmm. but yeah um but, uh yeah, I mean it, it did you know get the Hollywood treatment of like the the rule of three, where you know there's there's three different times that he's got the the insurmountable obstacle and in defeat before well, three total times that there's the insurmountable obstacle he gets defeated twice and then finally conquers at the third time or whatever,
0: right
1: um, and so I mean, yeah, they did have to compress a lot of that stuff and and cut out some of the other things that were really awesome about the book, but it was it was nice, you know i do I do really wish that they had kept the ending monologue from the book though. 'Cause the ending monologue in the book almost made me cry. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was so like just perfect way to end it on like a, a you know, happy high note of like inspiration and stuff. But I mean it did still have that same type of feel to it. I just don't think it was quite as powerful in the classroom or whatever.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. But
1: it was fun. It was a good movie, you know, and I, I loved I loved watching it. I actually I watched it in the front row. Because I was, well, I went to, you know, the, so we're in Salt Lake City, um, the, the sugar house theater with all the leather seats Mm -hmm. and recliners and stuff. I wanted to go to that one for it. So I did. But then like, I showed up not like super late, but fairly late and it was Saturday night. So it was like already full, but it actually wasn't too bad since you're in the leather recliners in the front seat and it's still like 15 feet back. So you just lay back and and look at it. Hmm. It's quite the spectacle up that close. Sure.
0: It was a lot better than that stupid Dolby 3D though. Those gold glasses
1: or whatever the hell they are—I hate them. Oh I absolutely yeah, absolutely hate them.
0: No, I, you know I won't go to theaters that do that anymore. It's not worth it. Yeah,
1: but watching that movie kind of made me want to go back and watch like a lot of the really awesome sci-fi like space exploration movies, like Apollo thirteen and, and Interstellar and Two Thousand One. And-
0: Did you ever watch uh, Europa Report? Huh? It's on Netflix. Really? It's uh, it's got uh, Charlton Copley in it. Ooh, I like him. That's a really good movie. Really? Yeah, just, that's a good that that's out. a good like actual science space movie.
1: I like that. Because, yeah. like I mean I, I love, you know, space operas and stuff, like
0: Star Wars and, and
1: all those, but at the same time, like I I really I really love sciency sci fi. Um and so I'm actually I'm thinking I might go and read uh two thousand and one, the the novel or listen to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um 'cause I, I never actually read the book. I do like the movie but I kind of, like, I don't know. The Martian, reading the book and then watching the movie, like, back-to-back really got me in a, a space mood lately.
0: Well, if you're going to go, if you're going to start reading some Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote 2001. Yep. There's a couple other ones you should read first. Okay. Uh, one of them, one of which I actually talked about on one of the earlier episodes. Uh, Rendezvous with Rama.
1: Oh, yeah. you did talk about that.
0: Yep. And uh, Childhood's End. Both of those books are excellent. Childhood Childhood's End is actually going to be a TV series. Really? This December, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's one of those things that was always kind of deemed to be unfilmable, so it's getting a lot of attention. That's awesome. In this sort of sci-fi world of like, well, can they pull it off? Yeah. that's so, how I,
1: I feel like that's how Ender's Game was for a long time, too. Yeah, I know we always exactly. talk about
0: Ender's Game at some point in the episode. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and our
2: disappointment. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: no. So I, I, I do have two, two more catch-ups. Awesome. Um, one of which, did, are you guys watching S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, no, I haven't yeah. I watched part of the first episode Ugh. of this season. I, but anyway, you no, need to keep quit going. watching Arrow and watch S.H.I.E.L.D. I had to watch
2: Flash and Arrow and, and yeah. Supernatural. I
1: would have watched the entire first episode, but I fell asleep because it was really late. I, I that-
0: totally gave up on Supernatural. Really? And those were my boys for, <laughs> for so long. And then that the last season, whatever, not the one that's current, but the one before was, was Just awful. go watch Constantine. It's better. Dude, I couldn't get through Constantine. I didn't like really? it at all. <sighs> I love Constantine.
2: All right, do you mean mm. season 10 of Supernatural? Yes. Yeah, that one was bad. It's bad.
0: It's but, bad. So what were you going to say about Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, well, nothing, because you guys have to watch the damn show first. <laughs> Uh, well, give us give us some non spoiler stuff about it. Um, the, like just stuff you the like the whole episode's like basically a spoiler from the second really? first episode. So yeah, you kinda <laughs> just,
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll get there eventually.
0: I'll probably I'll probably watch that this weekend. I might watch it tonight even. You know, because I never thought Shield was a great show. It was kind of fun to watch, mm-hmm. and it was I liked that it was you know you get this sort of like Marvel morsel. Yeah, on the o- on the off time there's some films. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, but it's. It's much better now. I mean, it's it the show. I really feel like finally has its its pace, and it's the characters are they're not adding more characters. They're just working with the ones they have, and I like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, there's kind of I feel like with superhero
1: shows, there's there's basically two narratives that you can do. You can do the Flash and Arrow style of you know sort of the the villain of the week or whatever you know, or kind of like just the monster of the week format, um, which really does work really well, especially for the Flash. Or with, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil, you have the, you know, sort of long form, let's take this select group of characters and just follow them in their development. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think both work really well, and I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it
0: seems like S.H.I.E.L.D.'s finally kind of found their groove. I would say so. I mean, I've definitely been enjoying watching it, and there's been times where I've not enjoyed it and mm-hmm. still kept watching it just because. Yeah.
1: I would really, like, the one thing that I've always kind of wanted for S.H.I.E.L.D. is for them to be a little, like, more Steranko-y. Yeah, and just, like, tell, like, a James Bond story with, with superheroes mixed in. Do you know
0: what I mean? I do. I, I, I think that would be cool if they, yeah, made it a little bit more kind of, like, heisty, capery, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that could have been what that spinoff that they've been kind of talking about for a little
1: while is, like, the Mockingbird and... and uh,
0: Oh, I know. That would have yeah. been cool. Because both those guys are pretty good.
1: Yeah. And they might still do it. There's rumors that they might still do it. So,
0: so they, they can- it, it seems in the show that they've, you know, attempting to keep it spoiler-free, it seems that they're letting those characters go in sort of that direction so you're going to get side stories along with the main line that's cool i like that's that. going to do stuff like that so
1: i like that in tv shows where you have multiple things to grab onto, so that
0: well that's what's cool about i mean the last episode and still no prop maybe not spoilers uh, but they split the team up into like three or four different groups oh that's cool and each one's going to be its own storyline that's oh, really that's cool, cool. I yeah like that. so you're going to get a little bit of, of a whole bunch of stuff oh and did you guys see the jessica jones trailer no. The only one I watched was the one where she broke her clock. Oh, really? I just watched those little tiny tidbit teaser trailers. Yeah. yeah. I
2: haven't seen the full. The
0: new one is really cool. Is it? Is, so, it? is it the one with tenant when he talks? He ta- He like appears in like this collage
1: of photos, sort of morphs into his face, and he's like, "Jessica Jones, I know your secret." Ooh. Yeah, it is like, "Holy shit, creepy!" But it's it looks like it's gonna be like a detective noir series. Yeah, I'm Ooh. excited. Like like the Bendis alias. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna be. Exci- <gasps> I'm excited for that.
2: That sounds awesome. I know. And there's David Tennant. So. And there's David Tennant.
1: But yeah, it was creepy Like it was a really creepy teaser. I'm I'm actually I wasn't really that excited for this show before, but after seeing that trailer, I'm like, "Holy shit, this is gonna be amazing."
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be good.
1: And it's in it's again. It's just like it's it's so different from the rest of Marvel, really, you know, and the rest of superhero TV right now.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm pretty excited that we're gonna get this dark, seedy, Hell's Kitchen world just... fleshed out so much. Well, add some depth to the world. Yeah, add some depth to yeah. You know, to that, just to just, to just that the like shiny four, four superhero- block radius. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's really um, awesome. No, I like that. And then what was your other? The other one was uh, we watched the finale of Fear the Walking Dead. Ooh, oh yeah. Was it only like an eight episode season or six. something? Six? Jeez. Yeah. Oh. So it was the first so it was the first season of The Walking Dead. Oh really? Yeah, it's only That's six episodes, yeah.
1: So it, was it just filling in the gap between the first and half the second half of Walking Dead itself or no? No. So it takes place in Los Angeles. Well what I what I mean is like as far as time wise. Did the did the new season of Walking Dead already start or is that waiting? New Season
0: of Walking Dead starts tonight. Oh, okay, so it's okay, cool. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, so it just it was just like I, honestly, I think they were just trying to see if it would how popular it would be. Yeah, and I think it's proven to be quite popular because they, they they greenlit yeah. the second season for fourteen episodes. So awesome. Yeah. So tell tell us a bit about it. Uh, same, like I, I think I mentioned before. Uh, it's just you know, as shit's hitting the fan, mm-hmm. you deal with this this family versus shit's already hit the fan for a while. And now they're just surviving. And now they're just surviving. Yeah. So yeah. So. It's a
1: disaster rather than a fallout story, basically.
0: Exactly. And I I really like that aspect of it. And uh, the finale was brutal. Really? It's good. I mean, I like shows that aren't afraid to take risks and kill off main characters or or just really do something that's totally twisted and messed up. And this was 100% there. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. So I'm excited. I'm excited that that show is going to be... We'll have, a, we'll have a, you know, a zombie show that's going to be a little bit different than The Walking Dead, which I do like. Yeah. But it can get a little tiresome. Yeah. Uh, put, pump some fresh blood
1: into it. If you want a zombie show that's way different, you should watch iZombie.
0: I don't like it. Really? You
2: no. I don't like it. I, I like it. read the comic, mm-hmm. the first volume. It was okay.
1: Yeah. I dig the show, actually. I mean, I haven't I haven't finished the first season or watched the new episode of the second season, but I think I watched, like, the first four episodes, and I, I liked it. But
0: yeah, I didn't. That's just me. It didn't click for me, no. I, you know, because I, like, I don't—I'm such a zombie purist that if it's not a Romero zombie, <laughs> I, I'm not into it. You know, like, we, I tried to watch that other one, uh, Z Nation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know that got bad reviews, but I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just check it out and see what it's like. Uh-huh and within the first 4 minutes there were like sprinting zombies so i turned it off Ah, uh-huh. is that why you didn't like world war z as well yeah uh, amongst many other things yeah <laughs> yeah i thought world war z just ruined what was one of the best zombie books ever
2: it is nothing like the book
0: no it was terrible well that's that's disappointing but uh no you know so oh and then the, the walking dead's got the like airplane movie mm-hmm. i haven't watched it yet but i want to watch it Oh yeah yeah the flight flight whatever it is flight 6
2: Oh the web
1: 47 or whatever the hell is, is it a web series? It's a web movie. Yeah, yeah it's a two-part web movie. Yeah, I want to watch that. I think it sounds too, like actually. fun. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Um yeah, I like I like that they're like with AMC, it feels like AMC is taking more risks than even like Netflix is. Like for being a for being like a, a you know, a network cable channel yeah totally yeah. like they're kind of like the new fox because it feels like 10 years ago fox was the network that was taking all the risks and doing all the weird stuff but like now amc totally is like they're making preacher they've got hey. you know both of the, i know right? and i'm
0: excited for preacher yeah oh, so, excited. so excited. is it still led by seth rogan is yep. it yeah that's cool. yeah which is like crazy weird no because um, he's a huge comic book nerd he is so i imagine that it'll probably with with having Anytime you have people who are passionate about what they're doing, yeah. involved, I think that you're you're probably going to get something good out of it.
1: I agree. And like the the little promos that they've been putting out, they haven't put out any videos yet, but like little teaser
0: images and stuff. Or yeah, like I saw yeah. the picture yeah. of the kid. I can't remember the kid's name. Rspace. space Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh god, they nailed that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Horrors. then they also they also picked up uh, Southern Bastards for TV development.
0: Yeah. I they're just pulling that, from comics
1: way. left and right, which is so cool. I'm really like, there's now I want, awesome. I know, I want them to take American yeah.
2: vampire now Ugh, and do I, that. I would love that so much because
1: they've already got one vertigo book. I mean, just keep, keep pulling the vertigo. That'd be so cool.
0: I want a new swamp thing. Yes. Oh dude. A swamp thing,
1: a swamp thing series. That's like that. Oh
0: With yeah.
2: Animal man.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like a real awesome <laughs> swamp thing series. Yes. Cause the old swamp thing series I watched when I was a kid, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I loved that show. I, I watched
2: cool. the movie a lot when I was a kid. Yeah,
0: totally. Well, there's, was, wasn't there two or three?
2: Yeah, there were two movies. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's like
1: the, wasn't there, was Johnny Depp, no, Johnny Depp was in From Hell, huh? The, that yeah.
0: awful adaptation. Um, oh, we're, we're, we've, we we segued into Alan Moore adaptations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Alan Moore, that's, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and yeah, then you got League of Extraordinary, crap, yeah. horrible oh, movie. Oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that was bad that was bad
0: No,
1: but I, I really hope that a lot of those Vertigo books get, get made into like crazy gritty shows like you know The Invisibles would make a good one or yeah Swamp Thing Animal Man freaking so many oh and apparently Justice League Dark you know they yeah. are kind of talking about how it's in he, development hell he they're very committed to it uh, they really want to produce it and so I, I'm, I'm hoping that it, it gets you know kind of kicked off I'm pretty so, soon
2: I'm so excited and
1: maybe with Pacific Rim 2 being on delay now yeah. Guillermo del Toro will be like oh maybe I'll come back That'd be awesome. Anyway, I think it's time now for uh, for the uh, oh, should we get in the way way back machine? The way way back machine, guys.
2: Everybody, climb in. It's time for
1: us to go back in time.
0: Everybody, get in the way back machine.
1: The the way 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 super back machine. To ancienter Egypt. (laughs) Oh shoot, we should have played that one song (laughs) that you had. Back we go to ancient times. But it's time for the review! This song doesn't really... I mean, no. <laughs> 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 Alright, awesome. In this no, that, that, segment...
2: That's okay, it was kind of Chrono Trigger-esque.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in, this, in this segment, we like to take the, the, the book that we recommended last week and, and talk about it and say our feelings and and, and settle our... Debts to society. I don't know. We I like mean, to talk about stuff. A for
0: effort for that, but I'm not sure. Where you're going.
1: <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. That was really aimless. But uh, Matt, you pitched this book. Uh, let's 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 have you lead us off with uh, with your thoughts and why you pitched it and all that stuff. Okay. Well, I think
0: we should still. <laughs> Can you hear?
1: Yeah. It's the bottom.
0: Yep. There were no cavemen in dinosaur times. No cavemen. Just the dinosaurs. <laughs> you are listening to the sounds of the Savage Land. The Savage Land. Your fossil finding spot on the radio. Don. Okay, well that was. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a song my buddy and I wrote probably about six or seven years ago. It was awesome. For our album, that was The Fossil Record. That was the intro to
1: one of our episodes. Was that the Superman episode that we used that as an intro on? Did we? I think it was the Superman. No, because you weren't on the Superman episode. We did use it on on one episode. It might have been... It was like... Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yes, correct. I did. uh, This was my pitch, and uh, I'm happy that we all uh, voted for it because Ricardo Delgado has always been one of my favorite artists, comic book sort of narrator writer whatever you want to call it Uh Uh-huh. and uh his depictions of dinosaurs has always sort of pushed the the where we are scientifically with our understanding of you know how dinosaurs looked and yeah how they behaved and sort of gave life to he sort of breathed life into something that a lot of people just ruin Mm -hmm. you know i mean like jurassic park's super fun and all but it's like they don't look they're not scientifically accurate. They look, you know kinda cool. Yeah. But uh you don't it's not frequent that you get like the last thing we got that was like pretty darn close was uh Disney's dinosaur, surprisingly enough. <laughs> in terms of in terms of look, uh and sort of scientific understanding. Hey man, land before time was amazing. <laughs> for the I mean, for its time it was yeah, it was still a little outdated, but I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I
2: loved yeah. it. I had like all the toys and everything. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> yeah, Littlefoot was the best. Hell yeah. Littlefoot. I like I liked Petrie personally. I like Petrie, too. <laughs> or Spike. Spike was cool. Oh yeah. Spike,
2: Spike was
1: Spike was pleasant. <laughs> Nobody liked Sarah though. No, she was a she's awful. Sarah was such
0: a douche. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's the worst. She was the Britta of Land Before Time. She was. <laughs> uh but anyway, so yeah, so this is by Ricardo Delgado, who is uh, not not he. He did get his start in comics. He wrote the first Age of Reptiles series in '92. Oh, okay. And this is this one, Ancient Egypt, is the fourth uh, miniseries, mm-hmm. and he's released a couple, uh, you know, shorts here and there. So you know, he takes his sweet time yeah. pumping these things out, and it's understandable as he's a he's a pretty major screenwriter. Yeah, uh, and has done work on you name it yeah that's, uh, hey, i was looking at that that's crazy he's he's yeah he did like he did wally he did the matrix movies he does the star wars clone wars storyboarding uh yeah that's pretty cool that's all i have off the top of my head but
1: yeah i'll, I'll look at that while you do that
0: but yeah well he's done yeah look it up because i think he's also done a lot of art direction on a, a, a lot of films as well yeah let's see he was
1: so let's see like he worked I th- on the incredibles men in black apollo 13 um. Let's see here. There's also uh, funny enough. There's another Ricardo Delgado. That's a like, like a bodybuilder or something. Yeah. Um. He's a production designer.
0: That's right. right. That's, uh, that's
1: um. Is Ricardo Delgado, and he. Uh, let's see here. His credits include How to Train Your Dragon, The Incredibles, Men in Black, Wally. Um. And he's he's in the animation department on a lot of them. Um. And then yeah, art department as well. Um. He was even. Oh wow. He was the storyboard artist on Ninja Turtles, the new one. Yeah. And Green Lantern the animated series, and let's see, um, visual. He was in visual development on Wreck It Ralph. Um, he did a little bit for the John Carter movie, but apparently he didn't want to be credited.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did original art design, and then he saw the sort of the,
1: yeah. the direction
0: and bailed. Oh wow! And he was the storyboard artist on Nine,
1: but he was uncredited on that as well. And Nine had really awesome look to it. Yeah, it did. Um, X Men Origins Wolverine um some of the mummy movies he was even the storyboard artist on electra poor guy yeah. um <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh wow he was he was the storyboard artist on a lot of the x-men movies x-men 2 as well um yeah star trek first contact Jeez, the mummy yeah emperor's new groove that's crazy that's a lot of stuff
0: yeah so he's you know he's 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 in he's in and around yeah um but the, what oh. i like he what? was the character designer on disney's dinosaur yeah, he was. So, him and this other guy, David Krentz. David Krentz is a uh, paleo artist slash sculptor. Cool. Uh, and David Krentz did the, the designs for most of the dinosaurs on uh, Disney's Dinosaur. And uh, here uh, in the Matt Cave, in the background, we're watching Dinotasia, <laughs> uh, which is the same. Ricardo Delgado did the storyboard for this, and David Krentz did the, uh, all, the, all the modeling. That's way cool. All the three D modeling. That's yeah. really
1: cool. It's a really good looking uh, it's a really good looking show.
0: Yeah, and the show so the show's the show was basically in a sense trying to emulate Ricardo Delgado's Age of Reptiles comics by having no dialogue and just creating story through. Yeah. Uh, you know. Just watching through visual initiate? yeah, visual storytelling. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh so anyway, getting into the comic. Um, no, yeah, so I I, I each one he's done has been a different time and place uh, in the world. And this one was, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the, I mean, late Cretaceous Africa, so Morocco and Egypt, and these are based on the fossil beds they found there. Uh huh. So the cast is like, the, the protagonist is a Spinosaurus, and they're, all the, like the rest of the cast would be, uh, there's a group of sauropods called, called uh, Paralatitan. And then there's two other theropods, uh, Carcharodontosaurus and Delta uh, Deltadromeus, who are sort of, like, in and around. And then the supergiant crocodile. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- I'm blanking on its name right now. The Are you talking... Oh, yeah. the I don't know what it's called, but, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So those were, like, 50-foot-long crocodiles that used to live in the same area. Mm-hmm. Because uh, back then, Egypt was... Uh, um, uh, lush, sort of s- like uh, floodplain swamp. So basically, the opposite of what Egypt is now. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it's cool because you. Yeah. Cause in the Sierra, all the fossils they find are generally from aquatic animals. Hmm. Um. That's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a there's newer fossil beds in places in the s- Sierra uh, in the. Oh my God, my brain in the Sahara. <laughs> Where uh, they find whale 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 fossils? Really? Yeah, that's freaking cool. It's really cool. Uh, so anyway, so this story's you know this this uh, this lone wolf spinosaur sort of antihero, mm-hmm. and his you know I mean it's literally what is it like maybe like a week in the life of a spinosaurus? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. I I actually I I I enjoyed
1: following this and, and reading it quite a lot.
0: Yeah, so you guys can take off because uh, yeah. What do you, you think? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I thought like I I don't know I, I know
1: Matt did I don't know if you did Rachel um but I read the uh, you know the the back matter in each of the the issues when he sort of has his little yeah uh, I
2: I read all those too
1: yeah it was really cool you know he's talking about like the westerns and the samurais and, and his inspirations um for writing the story and it, it kind of <laughs> was like the main dinosaur in this series totally did fit that role of just, like, a Ronin, you know, this... this the Clint Eastwood. Yeah, the, yes. the Clint Eastwood character, exactly, you know, and, and even to the point where it's like, you know, he's, he's living this, you know, life of violence, and then finally at the end, you know, sort of decides that, you know, he, he t- makes that decision
0: of nonviolence and, and goes off into the sunset. Um, I Just to... Yeah, I loved... That he had him walk off into the sunset yeah at the it was last the so, last that was so was like, awesome thank you that was thank so you.
2: sad though <laughs> he was. totally left his girlfriend <laughs> you guys she had she laid her eggs and he just kind of all right and then walked off into the sunset alone
0: <laughs> you know he's he's <laughs> a he's a wanderer although that is pretty commonplace in in a lot of animals where uh They'll just be like, all right, I'm done here. Yeah, after mating, the males will leave. Yeah, it's also.
2: But he still was there until like, you know, the eggs were.
0: Yeah. So you know, in the first part when he shows up and he mates with her, and yeah. then like it goes red. Yeah. yeah. So he's killing off her young from oh, wow. from another male. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just wasn't sure if you guys got that.
1: I didn't, but Ray, it sounds like yeah, Rachel did. I, I yeah. got that. Yeah, because
0: yeah. yeah. that's what I mean. Lions do that too. Like if a if a if a new male takes over a pride, wow. he will kill and eat all the cubs. So then he can have. So then, which will then put the females in heat. Huh. So he can then mate and have his own offspring wow yeah and that's not i mean lions are you know known for that but a lot of animals do that
1: man i'm really glad my stepdad didn't do that when he got married to my mom yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) well now i have to kill and eat you (laughs) he shows up with like a knife and barbecue (laughs) sauce (laughs)
2: like oh oh, damn it um i will also what kind of shocked me was how brutal yeah this book is like when that one just like stomped to death
0: oh yeah that was horrible
2: (laughs) that was so horrible (laughs) yeah that That was brutal
0: crazy yeah, I like that he gets. I like that he goes like kind of. I mean, I think I think he definitely takes some sort of artistic, like you know, license or not. Yeah. A word Freedom, freedom, artistic freedom, and and sort of exaggerating what may or may not happen. Yeah. Because that seemed like a little over the top. I like yeah. that too. But right. I like that he does that cause sort of. I mean, obviously he's trying to tell a story and not just. Yeah. It'd be pretty boring if you were reading a comic that was literally the day in the life of a dinosaur. Just
2: him wandering. <laughs> just
0: him slowly, Yeah, want, sleeping for twelve hours a day. <laughs> hey, you know
1: that's that's exciting to me.
0: This the day in the life of a cat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dinosaurs are just giant cats, guys. Everyone that's been said a million times.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I read that the other day. Yeah,
0: yeah. in an <laughs> educational in a, one novel. Of
2: the science.
0: Books. science books <laughs> but one of the things i like so much about his his comics is he's there's always in a lot of the panels or off panel there's little sort of like sidelines yeah that just sort of flesh out the the world so like there'll be you know the whole thing about like, it's like him catching a fish and then off off panel at the bottom of the page there's just a little like ripple with a turtle swimming by or there's you yeah. Know, yeah little I, pterosaurs I here and there a uh, little, like, short mini-stories, and I love that he does that, and that he and that he wants to, you know, sort of bring the world out that way.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, he takes advantage of the medium, for sure, you know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that he does that, yeah, just, I mean, you could only do in a comic book.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, well, and, and so he does all the art as well. Yeah. And uh, I really love his, that sort of crosshatch not hyper detailed style like it everything sort of like it's le- it's almost like and the and whoever the colorist is how he made all the colors sort yeah. of uh they yeah. popped they pop but they don't but it, but it all it's so I like earth toney natural that like yeah. it, it's it, it's sometimes you, like you look at panels and there's so much going on that it's hard to just differentiate what mhm and so in, instead of taking the time to be reading something and just like seeing at base value you know a generic sort of you know action moment mm-hmm. and letting the dialogue take you he you have to just really kind of like pay attention to his art and yeah and look at what's happening yeah
2: and, and i love that yeah that you have i do to pay attention to every single panel to know what's going yeah. on which is very different but totally
1: because like yeah the the lack of dialogue actually you know made it like sh- basically challenged you more than than that because i mean when people like if people were to hear oh yeah it's a you know, totally wordless comic book. they are be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just for people who suck at reading or whatever. But well, no, because it's, you kind of right. have
2: to fill it in yourself.
1: Exactly. It's it's way more engaging and, and challenging, really. I mean, I yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, I like, you know, and, I and you know, so I read it four times. Oh, wow. I, and that's not uncommon for me with his stuff because I read his, I like to just go <laughs> back and forth. But the thing is, it's like, your first read through, it's sort of just like a whitewash almost because it's just it really like, is. holy shit. What the hell just happened? And you go back through and you kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's fun. You can kind of get a little bit more, a little bit more of the universe from it. And-
2: yeah, I had to go back on a few things just because it was kind of now. Wait, what?
0: Yeah, I did that a couple of times as I was what's
2: reading. What's going like, on here?
1: Let me go back four pages. But it wasn't
2: like an annoying.
1: No, not at all. No, it's,
2: I have it, to it, go back and yeah, figure totally. Out what's it's kind like, of like,
0: oh wait. That uh, yeah, you want to figure out how he got there, and you're kind yeah of stoked yeah. to go back. Yeah, it was all about the curiosity. All right, it's not like reading Hickman and then being like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It was exactly Wait a minute, do I? How do Hickman I Hickman in my head? Yeah. To go back
1: and, I'm not gonna go back and read it. <laughs> <that. laughs> Dude, Mark Wade is gonna be such a welcome change for the Avengers. But yeah, I no, I really like this. It was it was so much different from the comic books that I usually read. Um, that you know, it was super refreshing because I mean, most of the time I'm reading. You know, superhero or detective or whatever, and like a lot of a lot of those books are super dialogue heavy. You know, and and some of them almost uh, they almost take the the visuals of it for granted. Sure. You know, I think I think that oftentimes, um, you know, and like Bendis early in his career did this a lot, where like he he kind of limited the ability of what the artist had. To you know like or what the artist could do um and and hindered their ability to take freedoms and and make the story more dynamic and exciting um but now you know like and and now he's kind of changed and I, i like that this is so much different because most books that i do read you know with the exception of a few they just sort of have the art there as an aid rather than as a driving force right exactly um see yeah, i love that about it because i mean i'm i'm for me since i've read so many of those books i'm just not used to reading a book that way you know looking looking at the art as the direction for the story rather than the dialogue exactly um and so yeah it was it was cool it was
0: really awesome i i enjoyed it a lot yeah so yeah and they're all good all all four of the little mini series are good the first one's like uh a pack of velocity a pack of dynamicus versus uh I don't know what a group of T-Rexes would be called. <laughs> <laughs> um, a group of rexes. Anyway, and the second one's about uh, an Allosaurus, sort of on a on a journey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that one's got a cool cast of characters, including uh, a very on the nose homage to the bounty hunter scene in Star Wars. Really? Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that's and, awesome and then uh the third one is uh quite a lot like uh land before time or disney's dinosaur that's really cool that's like, like a big migration kind of thing that's awesome i i think that's way cool yeah
1: I, I i'm definitely curious to read more of this um i want to you know i i i want to basically go and read um you know more of his age of reptile stuff um and probably reread this one so that I can digest it, you know, more because I feel like there's there's a lot that I miss. But yeah, it was cool, and I, I love his art. I do too. It's really like without because it's not overly detailed, but at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't sacrifice any quality with that.
0: No, totally. And 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 you know, just being a dino nerd, just like you know, for example, the Spinosaurus has gone undergone a major shift in the past year and a half of what the creature actually looked like. Yeah. And uh, you can see a change from the first issue to the second issue with how he designed it. Uh, with Because I assume during the time he was drawing it was right when that information was coming out that Spinosaurus was probably more of a quadruped than a biped. Yeah. Uh, which is unique for any of the theropod dinosaurs. Uh, and you can really see that shift that he's, you know, that he's like... Any new information, I will change everything for it. <laughs> and I like that because I think a lot of people get into that world of like, "Oh, dinosaurs look like they did in uh, the Flintstones, and that's what they'll only look like."
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez, I I, I do kind of hate that. But yeah, I mean, is it what? What? Uh, I guess we'll want to go go around and do ratings. Is there anything else you want to say before we do ratings?
0: No, let's do it.
1: Awesome. Um, start with uh, start with Matt. Uh,
0: I don't know. Whatever perfect score is. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's just it hits every note that I want out of something. Yeah. Uh, and I have that sort of emotional attachment of having. I mean, it's one of the first, like, I remember getting it when I was so 92. I would have been like 12. Mm-hmm. And just thinking it was the best thing I've ever read in my life. And kind of following him. I have a original print of his that he signed I mean I've I, and then uh, I was a member of a forum for a while and he was a member on there as well so I've had conversations with him about his you know his why he's so into dinosaurs and he's just a really cool guy that's awesome that's awesome yeah. no he
1: seems he seems really cool and I like his inspiration I like that he that he took the western and the samurai movies and and you know, like basically took his influences and incorporated it into a, a time period and a setting that he's he's really interested in. Absolutely. And I think that's something that some of the best writers do is they sort of meld all of the, you know, all of the things that they love and, and you know, craft a story out of an amalgamation of their own likes because that does sort of make it uniquely them. Yeah. Because it is their voice that's inspiring that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I, you know, for my rating, I loved... I loved nearly everything about the story. Like it was, it was unique. It was set apart. It, it, it yeah, just took a in an, an, an interesting, you know, a bunch of successful concepts and a bunch of things that he liked and just melded them. Um, there were a couple of times, you know, like I, I think the only fault that I would give it is, you know, the sometimes it wasn't super clear. Like you know, when it would go back and forth between who it was following,
0: it was a little, a little messy. Yeah. I, I agree. It does, there are points where it's a little like. Uh I'm not sure what's well, going cause on. Well, right cuz sometimes now. Yeah. like
2: cuz I think there were two different groups of dinosaurs.
0: Which one? Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a
2: green and a yellow group. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Oh yeah, so
0: those, <laughs> yeah, those are so, two different species. Yeah, so yeah.
2: sometimes that was a little hard to follow which
0: Right. Well, the well the well the delta Dromaeuses have <laughs> longer more triangular snouts <laughs> and <than> Car- <laughs> have have the S- squatter oh, higher ridged snouts, I'm yeah you tell the difference way to go <laughs>
2: now i know
1: awesome well what's uh, what about you well, oh, I guess I gotta get back yeah, to you my um it. I give it you know like a um let's say like a an eight back spike things out of <laughs> ten
0: <laughs> I just elongated vertebrae <laughs>
1: elongate eight elongated
0: vertebrae out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm going to change my ra- My rating's going to be, I'm going to give it 65 out of 65 million years in the making. <laughs> you mean
1: 65 million out of 65 million years? Sure.
0: Because, I mean, 65 out of
1: 65 million is like an insanely yeah, low Yeah, that, that's a really low score. You know what I mean,
2: guys.
1: <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Rachel.
2: I have no snappy clip, so uh, I give it a 9 out of 10.
1: 9 out of 10. All right, awesome. Well, then, I guess that brings us to our
0: next segment:
1: the pitches.
0: The worst pitch song I've ever heard in my life. No,
2: this is the best. Hey, <laughs> baby,
0: let me pitch you a comic it's book. It's like grocery dishes. store
2: music.
1: We're gonna pitch some comic books and then we're gonna decide
0: what to read. Yeah, what store would this be? What store would you hear this song in? Uh
2: a right aid. Ooh, Ooh.
0: Definitely a right wow. aid. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> right off
1: the bat. That was it.
2: perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just basically take whatever background music is playing that and was decide to perfect. Play
0: the <laughs> <part>. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs>
1: All right, well, we've all got our pitches. This is a Marvel week, which is uh, really easy because Marvel has their Marvel Unlimited app. Um, But uh, let's, uh, I guess, we'll start in order of who reviewed last. So, Rachel.
2: Let me pull up the dude's name. Do you know the dude's name?
1: On My
2: pitch is Magneto.
1: Yes, it's uh, written by Colin Bunn. Um, I do not remember the artist's name, but uh, the same writer who is currently writing Sinestro, who has written um, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, as well as um, Night of the Living Deadpool. Um, Gabriel... I did not like Night of the Living
0: Deadpool. Really? No, I never read it. It's not. I don't. There's
2: there's two <laughs> illustrators. It says Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Oh and wait, sorry. Javi Fernandez.
0: Oh okay. Sorry. I just I'm I'm pretty associating here hard, but. <laughs> Have you guys read the Wolverines series at all? Yeah, no. no. Okay, so it's, I saw it, but <laughs> didn't read it. <laughs> so it's like after Wolverine dies, it's uh, sorry, the Deadpool run got me thinking. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like a bunch of Weapon X Wolverine type people, and they're all like trying to get his Adamantium covered body back or whatever. Uh huh. There's one issue where Deadpool shows up trying to be Wolverine, so <laughs> he like wears all these different patch like a like a quilt work assemblage of all of Wolverine's costumes at once <laughs> and like and like puts puts uh fake claws on uh-huh. and then he goes around to all the teams that Wolverine was a part of trying to like like get them to accept him as the new Wolverine uh-huh. one of the funniest <laughs> things i've ever read that's awesome yeah sorry sorry it's total tangent but if, no you're fine if, if you like deadpool and you want to read something that's like a good smart deadpool it's Wolverine's uh actually you know what i got it right here i'll tell you what number it is awesome <laughs> While Matt looks that up,
1: Rachel, go ahead and pitch us this book. Um,
2: okay, so I'm pulling up the description. I've only read the first issue.
0: Wolverine's number 13. Awesome.
2: So, I guess it's after Magneto had allied with Cyclops and the X-Men, but now he's back to fighting for mutant survival, and he's now back to being the villain.
0: Yeah. But he's like, and he's kind of crazy.
1: He, yeah, I've heard he is a little crazy in this. I have the yeah. trade, but I don't. I haven't read it. yet. Oh, okay, so I've, I
0: have read it. Yeah,
2: I've only read the first issue. Okay, then so. I won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pitching it because I want to read it.
0: I really, li- so. I, I, I quite liked it. I thought it was, uh, it was fun to finally read a Magneto story where he's like, kind of back to being old Mag's, but with a new sort of But like, he's a little spin. more he's insane. A little, he's a little intense, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like in my villains, and I've always loved Magneto. So. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him crazy again.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, Colin Bunn does write a really good villain. I mean, and he, like his specialty, I think, really is anti-heroes and villains. Um, he's written, you know, Lobo, uh, Sinestro, obviously Magneto, Deadpool, and... Um, i think he wrote thunderbolts for a while like it's kind of been his niche is is uh you know that type of writing and he also did a series called the sixth gun that i've heard tons of great things about that i haven't read yet
2: oh yeah i have it but i haven't read it Oh
1: really. yeah i know i know i know that feeling (laughs) i know those feels yeah that's awesome um okay so so magneto which issues
2: um volume one which is just one through six
1: okay one through six cool awesome my pick. Uh you're gonna have to take a, a drink for this one because uh it is
2: Get my drink ready.
1: Get your drink ready. Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four by Grant Morrison and Jay Lee. Gulp. <laughs> so I will uh as I as, Gulp
2: That was my drink. <laughs> That's me taking a drink.
1: My so I, I'm almost tempted to read this in a Scottish accent, but I won't because it's not quite that great. Um, but I'm just gonna read straight off the back cover. A heartfelt tribute to a heroic legacy. Reed Richards, Sue Richards, Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm. They rocketed into outer space aboard an experimental starship, the first humans to attempt interstellar interstellar travel. But a freak encounter with a cosmic radiation altered their lives forever granting each amazing abilities now marvel's first family finds its members divided their unique powers stretched to the absolute limit their time-tested resolve pushed to the point of breaking each chapter is of this quintessential collection focuses on one member of the cosmic quartet as the team's greatest foes band together in an all-out assault on the ff plus Grant Morrison's only solo ma- Marvel Knight story, super spy Nick Fury is targeted for death So, this is the trade of Fantastic 41234, and it's also got material from Marvel Knights Double Shot number 2 with uh, Nick Fury, so just a few pages of that um, But it's a solo series so it's just called Fantastic 41234 issues 1 through 4, taking Grant Morrison's take on each member individually in each issue, as they string together Facing different villains bent on destroying the Fantastic Four, with the art of the wonderful Jay Lee.
2: One, two, three, four. One, two, three, and one, four. One, two, three, four. No, wait. Tell how many me are there? Love me more.
0: One. Um, one, two, five. Yep, five. Easy. Done. Perfect. Three. Come on, Monty Python, guys. Oh,
1: I, I don't know. One, I, two, five. Three. I'm not. I'm not as good at. I'm not. I'm not the kid from Ready Player One. I don't pick up on Monty Python dialogue and references super quickly oh I do like it though I just haven't watched it in like years fine then but yeah that's my pitch Fantastic Four one
0: two three four nice uh Um, yeah so my pitch is uh Superior Foes of Spider-Man okay Okay. by uh Steve Lieber is the artist I know that Steve Lieber is the artist and Nick Spencer was the was the writer that's right yeah awesome and uh it's I, I don't know if either of you have read it nope it's uh it's a bunch of spider man total B list villains who get together and try to form the new sinister Six, and it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> I mean they're just <laughs> such a horrible ragtag bunch of yeah and they're all in fighting the whole time and trying to get get one up on each other and like everybody's lying to each other and and trying to screw each other over the whole time I' love it i I read the first two issues of this. Okay, so I read the I read the whole run. There's 17 total. Okay, and is that what you're pitching? No, okay. I mean, I I well I see I'm <laughs> we, you guys like you guys like to pitch like volume one or four issues or something. I'm yeah. all f- in favor of pitching long form as well because I can. I mean I'll, I'm down, but I think we could I think we could have an overarching like
1: you know once every three months we have like a long form one that we discuss. And yeah, then, that
2: that would be okay. I can't do it like on fifth all weeks all the time.
0: All right, well. We could, we, yeah, we, we could, yeah, we we could we could figure out how to coordinate the long form ones. But uh, yeah. all right, well then I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a risk. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch long form for this one. Seventeen issues, seventeen <laughs> whole issues of Superior Foes of Spider Man. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have to read all four. But but yeah, I mean we can just we can start at the beginning. But it uh, uh it, it is uh it's one of the what's one of the smartest funniest comics I've read in a while. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's on par with like. Did you guys read the new Secret Avengers with uh, Hawkeye and Widow and Modok? Um, yeah, I didn't. the new Secret Avengers. Of- oh, I read a bit of it. That was hilarious. Hilarious. So it's it's the same sort of. It's on the same like at, uh, par with that, where it's just super funny. Yeah, I really. I kind of wish for that series because Trad Moore did the covers
1: on it. I really wish that he did the interiors as well.
0: I yeah. like Trad Moore's covers. Anyway, keep he does do good covers. Yeah. Uh, no, it's great because it's like Spider Man's barely in it. The, for the whole time, and every once in a while he like, shows up and just kicks their ass. So the whole time they're just like complaining about how Spider-Man keeps kicking their ass all the time. And, <laughs> it and, starts uh, off with uh, Boomerang, doesn't it? Yeah, Boomerang. Boomerang. So Boomerang's sort of like the main character. Okay, sorta. Of. Mm. Uh, or Shocker. Boomerang or Shocker. Either one of those two would be the main. <laughs> uh, but Boomerang's just an asshole the entire time. And uh, anyway, that's my pitch. It's it's uh, it's it's good for uh, good. It's good for some chucks. Awesome.
1: And then Mitch's pitch was uh, the new Battle World Old Man Logan, um, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Andre Sorrentino, or Sorrentino. Um, I actually like Andre Sorrentino's
0: art. But uh, so there's no trade of that out yet. So I'm assuming he just wants to pitch like the first four issues. Yeah, I think I think 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 he said
2: one through four. Okay, let's just go with
1: that. Yeah. Um, So that's what it is. It's like a rehashing or continuation or some shit like that of uh, of the first Old Man Logan. Well, so isn't it like
0: in Battle World or whatever, so so yeah. I'm not up to par with the new stuff because I because I, I live I'm still living in my perpetual six months behind. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But as far as I know, it's just like it is that that alternate universe, the yeah. old man Logan alternate universe. Yes. But then he gets they bring him into the the, the the like smorgasbord of all the alternate universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Basically, yeah, it's like Logan venturing into these all the different universes. I believe. Huh. Okay. Or all the different patches of the battle world. Gotcha. Um, All right, awesome. Well, then uh, we'll go back around and and take votes. Rachel. I don't know. (laughs) Having a tough time deciding? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this music will help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this such crazy, good, whimsical music? (laughs) No, I really hate this, like off pitch sort of arpeggiation style music it drives me bananas oh my god awesome i'll keep playing it god damn it i apologize okay
1: anyway oh rachel's just dying while while rachel dies
2: yeah come back to me
0: matt do you know what you want to vote for uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for one, two, five, because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I've never read. So, and I, you know, I, I don't read a lot of Fantastic Four. I'm not crazy about the Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, just, and that's, I'd be curious to check out a new one. That's kind of
1: why I recommended it is because I, I haven't really been crazy about a lot of them, but I know I oftentimes like Morrison and Morrison typically does go to the roots of a character and, and find what originally made them work. and and bring that out and so that's that's kind of why I wanted to pitch this one because it is a solo series and all that stuff um uh I think for me I'm gonna vote for Magneto uh because I I've typically liked Colin Bunn's writing a lot I have read a bit of uh um Superior Foes and I I did like that that's nothing against Superior Foes but I've had Magneto sitting on my shelf for a while and really been wanting to read it and so I've I'm gonna throw that throw that on my (laughs) as my vote um but yeah, Rachel, looks like it's up to you.
2: Um, I'll pick Fantastic Four.
1: Fantastic Four, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. One for those seven, Latinos eight, out there. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> One, seven, eight, nine, eleven. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, remind uh, remind the the listeners what uh, what we've got coming next week for the the movie, the oh. movie review.
0: Okay, that's what we have for next week. It's going to be super amazing. That's what
1: we have for next week. So it'll be it'll be super great. It's uh, what's what's remind me of the title. Deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. <laughs> um, in the meantime, follow us on social networks. We are Savage Land Pod on Instagram and Savage Land Podcast or no Savage Land Pod on Twitter, Savage Land Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, keep up with Geek Hangout Utah events if you're on Geek Hangout Utah. And Matt, this one's just for you. Yeah, my favorite Rush, Tom Sawyer Woo! by Rush.
0: I love you, Kenny Lee.